There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season three of The Magicians. Hey, I haven't gotten through the book yet. I just figured I'm going to end up saying that every episode until I actually read the book. Right. <laughs> uh, but season three, this is like yes, awesome. Yes, we're here and it just keeps getting better. It does. And I'd like to say a little trivia randomly I've seen online. The ship is called the Mutt Jack. Yes. It's an actual thing. Nice. It's I didn't know this because I guess Jimmy Fallon had some animal guy on. And the Munchak is a little tiny, like, deer. Like, really tiny. It looks like a puppy, like, size. Right. So it's an actual thing. Nice. I was like, oh, maybe that explains the very front of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, because I don't think they get that big, because they looked really tiny. But there's your little random piece of trivia. That's a real go. thing. All right. Let's get into ratings, shall we? All right. Episode three. At a 0.22 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.607 million viewers, making it the 45th overall cable show for the day. And we finally have some live plus seven day numbers. Go for, for episode it. <laughs> one, tied for 13th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.3 to a 0.6 for an increase of 100%. Yay. It, yes. <laughs> It was 22nd in viewers' total gain, going from 0.783 to 1.548 million viewers for an increase of 0.765 million viewers. And that increase made it 9th in viewer percentage gain, with an increase of 98%. That's pretty impressive. Yes, it is. Let's keep those numbers up, guys. Great. We'll be talking Season 4 and 5. Well, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened in this, so I guess before we talk too much about it, let's talk about this weird episode. All right, the losses of magic. Alice and Quentin visit her parents. Katie and Julia explore new methods to heal Penny. Well, that means you were right, because last episode we're like, okay, is Katie going to cooperate with Julia? Right. So but Let's first start with Alice and Quentin. Let's, shall we? Well, Alice is roaming through the forest or a tree, a wooded area, in pursuit of a small kitten. So, is she just someplace where wild kittens roam, or what the hell is going on? Yeah. Did hers get loose? I mean, I, I was kind well, of confused here. Hers, you remember her from the last episode oh. when the lamprey found them. Yeah, it went boom. But I meant, yeah, like, did her boom. new one, like, get loose? It's just, like, a, it just seemed random that you're like, oh, look, there's a kitten here. What? Where are you? Yeah. 
Close to home, apparently. It's random kittens running around the area, I guess. Apparently. With that, the house that they live in, that's not highly likely. But right? Okay. <laughs> the tomcat get in the neighborhood. I guess. It's like, oh, here's a kitten. I just knew it would be by the house. What? Yeah. Okay. And so she goes up to her house, not wanting to, but knows she must. And, of course, her mother is not real happy to see her. No, but her mom didn't seem real happy to see her before, either. No, but, of course, it didn't help that she let it slip that Quentin had called them already. So her mom was miffed that it took so long for her to actually come see them. Yeah, what did she say, like three months or something? Yeah. (laughs) It was a pretty decent amount of time. Yes, it was. So, and it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. (laughs) Yeah, especially when she's like, "I'm not dead anymore." Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Duh. Thanks for sharing. And she goes in, and we find out that uh, life is pretty rough for uh, Alice's parents, as they just aren't getting to have their orgies anymore. (laughs) And the whole house got smaller. Yes, it did. So all the statues and everything. Apparently those weren't magic. Those were actual things that were all just squished in there now. And apparently one of Stephanie's friends, Carol, is there. And... Talk about having things squished in. She, like, exploded out, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, Carol um, definitely has changed since uh, losing her magic. That's for sure. Yeah, apparently there was a lot of... Illusion magic going on. Cosmetic magic. Let's put it that way. (laughs) She don't look the same. She's a whole different person. Right. And, of course, the kitten reacts to Carol in a negative way, and that just sets Alice off. Yeah, and the poor cat. I mean, she, like, wiggles out of her hands. I'm assuming it's a female cat, because I've decided that. And takes off through the window. It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Later. But Alice is like, Mom, can I talk to you in the other room? She's like, no. Okay, Mom, come on. I just need it. No, you can say what you can say in front of Carol. Right. <laughs> and you've seen like that moment where it's like awkward pause. Yeah. Like, where's Dad? <laughs> <laughs> that actually comes back later, which I thought was funny. Right. Because her mom's like, you thought she was a lamprey and you left me? She's like, you wouldn't listen. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, that's what you get. It's like, wow. Wow. I mean, I know she doesn't like her mom, but damn. Okay. She's like, whatever, die. Right. Like, that's kind of rough, but uh, her dad's so much nicer and so much more understanding. And willing to help and try to figure things out. Yeah. I don't know. Her mom just seems like snotty. She's one of those like, oh, go away. Right. But previously it was because I want to be with my friends and... This time it's, I want to drown in my sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything was going to work out for that that little, you know, team up of Alice and her mom. So no. at least her dad is cool. Cool enough to help tie up Carol. <laughs> yeah. he Apparently he knows enough about a lamprey to know that this needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. Well, Stephanie is, who cares? Let it kill us all. It's like, okay, poor pitiful me. The, yeah. Yeah. Although, um, when they tried to electrocute Carol, I shouldn't laugh, but I was laughing. Yeah. 
And then like, oh, the battery seemed to have died. Yeah. Okay. And even when uh, Alice tells her mom at this point, well, this is why I tried to get you to the other room. She's like, but you left me. Yes, I did. Now, can you help me close up these windows and put plastic up? And again, poor pitiful me. She's like, yeah. I think she needed a slap or something. Maybe yes. then she would have been all right. Yeah, she is a miserable drunk. <laughs> yeah, and who knows what bottle of wine they were on. Right, but out of nowhere, Quentin just appears. Which seems really odd. Just a little. It's like, it's not like you can track her, Q. How did you know where she was going? Exactly. When the scene we seen him in before this, he was on the phone with Julia saying, oh, my dad's gotten worse. I have to go to him. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Not the cue that we know. And it makes me wonder, though, if his dad is doing okay, because we don't know right now. Right. Absolutely. So, there's a question for the next episode that I hope they talk about. Fortunately, Daniel notices something moving around in Winton's neck. Yeah, it was kind of gross. Just a little. That weird creep. Ugh. Yeah. I just seen a movie that had something similar to that. It was creepy. Yes. And just like that, Quentin disappears. So Alice and her parents are camping her out in the living room, still trying to seal up the windows and the doors and everything else. And, I mean, if this thing comes out of Quentin, and we know if it's supposed to look like a lamprey, it's not huge, right? Right. So they're just hoping it made its way outside? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, again, bad idea, but, you know, okay. Right. Alice was trying to do everything she could to keep them safe. Yeah. Now, of course, Dad comes up with the brilliant idea that, yes, the battery's dead, but there's a battery in the car. Oh! But he seemed to, like, not exactly know what a car was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or how to get the battery out. So Alice is like, all right, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. But she's not before wrapping herself in saran wrap. I was watching that going, is she taping herself? Yes. I thought it was packing tape, but I'm like, that's... (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, wait, that's saran wrap. That's weird. Who has that kind of, like, roller thing? I don't know. That was weird, too. But... It's so the lamprey can't get into her. But would the lamprey get into her? Because it wants her dead, right? Right. Yeah, it's still possible it would, wouldn't would mind getting inside of her and, and torturing her and making her feel pain. Okay. So, As Alice heads out to the garage, which she did post out that, yes, she did actually have to get wrapped. And she was right. sweating. I bet. Yeah. It's like, don't get wrapped up and be like, I got to pee. You would be like, oh, no. <laughs> can we start over? I gotta go to the bathroom. That would suck. Yes. I mean, oh, how awkward. How awkward is that to be the person that has to wrap her up, too? Like, okay, hold yeah. on. We almost got y'all wrapped in your little saran wrap mummy. But when she goes out to the garage, she finds Quentin. It's like, all right, is he still with the lamprey or not? I don't know. Because how do you know for sure? Well... Alice does notice a gooey trail leading out from where Quentin is lying, so... Ew. Yeah. (laughs) She helps him up, and they head inside. Well, I'm assuming she got the battery, even though we don't see it. Oh, yeah, we saw her 
trying to get the battery. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Before she actually found Clinton, and it was pretty good because she was just banging on him trying to break it loose. That kills me. It's like, oh my gosh. But then I guess if you've never had to use a car or anything, right? I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's so very Muggle versus Wizard here. Yeah. <laughs> like, very what true. are you talking about? Okay, well, at least Quentin knows what's going on. So, with Quentin not being Lamprey Quentin, he can help her out, I guess. Yes. But there's Mom again. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> what is... Uh, I, I, this... I want magic back just so Mom quits with this bitching. Right. The DQ needs to stop. Yes. She's like over the top drama queen. Damn. Yeah. And Alice, this actually kind of hurt my heart. Right. Alice had to tell them because the mom's like, oh, it's a monster. I should be scared of the monster. Kind of like goading her. And Alice has to finally admit what happened when she was a Niffin. Right. And she's like, I tortured and killed his entire family because I wanted to and I could. And then, like, that hurt, because this whole time she's like, I don't remember anything. But apparently that was enough to stick with her. Right. Now, I think it's because that was so un-Alice-like that she, you know, that stayed with her. But, I mean, do you think... Very true. I think it did, too. I was going to say, do you think that's what it is, or... Yeah. Uh, it, it is so against what Alice was before she became a Niffin that it's probably the one thing that she... It regrets the most, and you know later on they have a little talk, and it's definitely changed her. She's not the same Alice that she was before, uh, and I think this is why. Yeah, and Stephanie decides, well, I have to pee, and if you're the monster, it doesn't matter. So she leaves, and she goes into the kitchen, assuming there's supposed to be a bathroom over there. Yeah. And somehow Quentin gets volunteered to go get wrapped <laughs> up and go find Mom. I felt bad for Q here. Yes, absolutely. Because honestly, when I seen Stephanie, like, just basically howling about how horrible her life is, and, right. oh, there's another glass of wine, I did not think she was she was possessed by the lamprey. No. I did not. And I was just like, oh, poor Q. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how awkward he is anyway, so this is probably killing him. Right. Especially when he does that weird there, there, Pat. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then she like hugs him and he's like, this is weird. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, he was all seemed socially awkward before this. And this just really is like, I don't know what to do. I wish the lamprey would come take me at this point. It's <laughs> the look on his face. Yeah. Especially when she decides she wants a piece of Q. So. <laughs> Yeah, okay, first, that would be really hard to do with him, like, saran wrap. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a freaking mummy. I don't think he's into you. No. Yeah, this is weird. And then suddenly Alice and her dad walk in, and Quentin's like, I was not trying to kiss her, she was trying to kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it, because Alice is like, oh, the lamprey's in her, zap. <laughs> was that really what you thought, or was it more, I just want to zap her? I think it's yeah. a little bit of both. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> I, that's something that she probably has wanted to do for at least a decade. Right? <laughs> oh, man. And then her dad's like, oh, it must be in him. He was trying to pass it off. Look, his neck moved. Really? 
at this point, why would you not just turn around and be like, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Right. And, well, Hugh ends up zapping himself. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, okay, really? Really? Okay, you know what to do, Alice. As he zaps himself, it's like, oh, okay. Right. Because He knew he was the Lamprey, and that just left her father. And I think this really hurt her. Yes, absolutely did. Because the Lamprey says, yeah, go ahead, shock me. It'll kill your dad. That was messed up. And this is what a lot of people I've noticed over the last few days were saying, okay, so does this mean the Lampreys can't lie? It's like, why can they not lie? I think this they're going to say whatever they can to hurt you the most. Yes. And this is like, okay, well, either I shock my dad or I don't. But if I don't, chances are good I'm going to be dead. And so she has to just honestly believe that... Her dad can survive it. Yep. But it was so weird because she actually, like, confessed everything. I'm like, why is she even confessing? Is it just to kind of be like, maybe he'll just leave my dad if I tell him everything? Right. Well, and he he basically demanded to know exactly why she did it. And she basically said, yeah, it wasn't because I was looking for more power or anything like that. I just like the way you guys... uh Sparkle when you die. Yeah, that that so, was messed up. Yeah, yeah, just a bit. So yes, Alice has got a huge, huge, huge <laughs> burden on her shoulders that she's carrying around right now, and it's going to take a while for her to be able to deal with what she was when she was a nephew. Yeah, but she ended up like, all right, I confess. Now I'm going to shock him. Just because I don't want you and my dad no more. Yeah, and it comes out, and she don't let it slither away either. She makes sure she gets it. You see the, the sparkles come up, and... Oh, and the creepy smile. Yeah, yeah. I think that was what freaked everybody out, because Twitter was blowing up. Yes, absolutely, because you see that nipping part of her just appear briefly. <laughs> That's scary, Alice. Yeah. Yeah, it it was gross, too. Like, when it happened, it, and it's like, oh, my God, what does this mean? Is she going to go crazy, like, creepy psycho killer or what? Right. But she also concocted a drink for everybody who had the niffin in them so <laughs> they can throw up everything because if there was anything like eggs inside of them, it would kill them and get them out. Right. So, that would ugh. be something. Lamprey would do intentionally to try to get back at Alice by killing off for everybody that she cared about. Yeah, because that would be gross, too. Yeah, because that looked like a pretty good uh, set of chops on that uh, sucker. Oh, had. my God, that was so creepy. And if you've ever looked up a picture of a lamprey, those are creepy little things, too. So yeah. good job of making it super creepy and much bigger. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Nightmares, let me tell you. And all of a sudden, Stephanie screams Alice's name after their Quentin and Alice's little talk. They run in and find that Daniel is dead. And Quentin is starting CPR, and he's like, call 911. And they're both standing there like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Which kind of surprised me. I'm like, okay, I think they'd understand enough. Call 911. Yeah, now. Right. But that's where that little story ended. And basically, like, Alice hearing white noise. Because 
she's going to be responsible. She's going to carry that if he does not come back. Right. Absolutely. We're seeing the losses of magic. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. There's definitely some some losses going on <laughs> in this episode that really kind of uh, tug at your heart, shall we say. Yeah, let's jump into the next set, shall we? Yeah. Julia and Katie. Yes. <sighs> well, Julia finds Katie hanging out, actually in one of the rooms. Right. Back at school, which was surprising because I didn't think that they would be there. Right. That was not a place I expected to find them either, but... I think Katie did the right thing to take him there. Yeah. Well, the spell, the spell, the spell. Since Katie has the battery, she's like, and she tells Penny, I have a way to help you, but she's going to need somebody. Well, good thing Julia popped up. Right. Because it's not just any spell that she got from Harriet. It's a demon summoning spell. Yes. It's like, oh, this is not going to be good. No. <laughs> like, I just... You know, obviously, I've watched a lot of Supernatural. I'm <laughs> like, this is going to be really bad. But Julia sent out to go get some stuff. And as she's coming out of a store, uh, she throws some change into this wo- homeless woman's cup. Or, or, and she grabs her, and her eyes get all white, which was creepy. Yes, it was. And she says, we thought you'd be further along by now. We're going to have to push you? Yeah. I'm like, who is that talking to her? Yes. So who do you think it is? Because there's been a lot of kind of back and forth online. Right. A lot of people are saying they think it's the Lady Underground, but then somebody's saying they think it's different magical creatures. I believe it's probably different magical creatures. Because do you think, even though they have magic, without magic actually being all there, that they may be the next to go? Kind of like a domino effect? I think so. See, that's what I was thinking. That's why I wasn't, I didn't really have a a theory with the Lady Underground. A lot of people who are saying that think it's because she feels guilty for what happened. Right. But I kind of feel like there may be a third option that, not reading the book, I have no idea what it is. Right. And because the Lamprey was magical, and we know there's other magical creatures out there, they're the only ones that have magic, so they're going to stick out. Right. More than they did when there was magic in the world. So, yeah, they want to, for them, it's best to be in a world of magic so they aren't noticed. Yes, you're missing the signs. What signs? That's why I'm like, oh, God, maybe maybe Steve knows. What signs are we missing? Did you see something? (laughs) Like, it was driving me nuts. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully we're going to get that, something on that next episode. Right. Because we didn't have a whole lot of time for Julia to chat this up. Because she's headed back to the room, and Penny wakes up to talk to Katie, and she's like, hey, I got a way to save you. Uh, It's a demon. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll try not to die. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, Penny, you're killing me. You're killing me. (laughs) But at least he keeps his humor. Yeah. And that's what you got to love about Penny. No matter what the conditions are or the odds against him are, He's going to keep that humor about him. And I love it because he even kind of joking as she's setting up like the the area because she pours some yeah. chocolate into a bowl or something. And he's like, are you summoning a demon with a sweet tooth? <laughs> she's like, I'm hoping the chocolate means he won't eat us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Julia and Katie do pretty good because they perform the spell. It's pretty awesome. And then, oh, 
here's a demon. And of course, they get down on their knees and they start say, saying his name and from the seventh circle, Helen. And oh my God. Oh no, that's Azeroth with an A. I'm with an E or vice versa. He's like, that's my cousin. It's like, oh my God, did they call the wrong one? <laughs> that's what I kept thinking. And I was like, oh God, face palm right now. Right. It's like, did you just waste magic summoning the yeah. wrong demon? <laughs> but the demon, I was like, wait a second. I know that face. Is that death? Yeah. And I think a lot of people were like, is that death from Supernatural? Yes, it was. Julian Richings. And oh. it was so weird because he sounded so different in this from Supernatural. Yeah. And I'm like, what is his real voice? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird yeah. when you only see somebody in, like, a character and you don't know what their actual voice sounds like. Yes, absolutely. But apparently, he's got kind of a sweet tooth for cancer. Yeah, for magic cancer. That was so jacked up. Because <laughs> he had, like, these weird kind of talons, kind of flippery-looking fingers. Yes. That he digs in and he's like, dude, this is really bad. And we don't have any anesthetic. It's Penny screaming and then he astral projects. Yeah. And I love it because he looks back at him and he's like, dude, you do it too. He's like, no, no judgment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that just came out of death's mouth. Okay. I can't yeah. <laughs> get past him being death and super serious and everything. And he's like, no Fine. judgment, bro. <laughs> I was cracking up. But he pulls out the cancer, which is this gross blob. Which apparently somehow, even though it's spreading through his whole body, he like kind of sucked it all into one blob. Right. And all of a sudden he's like, ooh, juicy. And looks up, he's like, I'll save that for later. Puts it in his pocket. Yeah. I'm like, is this happening? Well, it's better than him munching down on it in front of Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, and Penny, because Penny's yeah. still there. Like, I could just see his mouth all open like, what? But he's like, oh, it's going to take some time to heal. But, you know, the outside doesn't look like nothing. But, uh, it's going to take some time. Yeah, this was bad. And he's like, all right, guys, thanks. You know, and he kind of pops out, and Penny, you see him kind of, like, he smiles at Katie, and then, like, he slips away. Right. I mean, the demon, of course, was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But Katie's freaking out, and Julia's just in shock, and Penny's standing there going, oh, shit, because he's still outside of his body. It's like, right. what does this mean, though? Now, I will tell you, because Arjun has, like, a huge fan base, Penny's got oh, a huge absolutely. fan base, and he was tweeting, but he wasn't, like, watching, because he said he was in India with his family. Yes, he was. So, I didn't even going to tweet. Yeah. And he actually got on to tweet. I was like, wow, man, that's dedication. Right, and because you know, he he's like, I can't have it here, so I'm guessing by what you're talking about where we are. People were losing their minds. Yes. It's like, what does this mean? Wait, but you're still there, but you're not gone, right? You're still going to be in the show. And I'm like, uh, how is he going to not be there when they specifically said the Traveler? I'm like, there's no way they're writing him out, right? No. But it was so weird because he... Not, I mean, there's, there's almost no way that he, he can be written out because until they get magic back, he's the only hope that they have of getting everybody to Fillory. So there's got to be a... They're going to have to figure out how to bring him back. He was in the previews, though, for the next episode. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So everybody can calm down. He's at least going to be here next episode. We'll go from there. 
Yes. Somehow it's got to be another key. I'm sure it is. Oh. So. Yeah, but just the just the shock of it is enough to just go no. <laughs> yeah, people were freaking out. Yes. So I'm sure they were. Now let's go back to our last group of people, Steve. Why don't you take us back to Fillory? All right, Elliot, Finn, and Bray are en route to their next destination. Yeah, a nice small little area about the size of Texas. Yeah, <laughs> and they're informed that. The further they travel from Fillory, the less inclined land masses are to appear on maps. Because they're much like the staircases in Harry Potter. They like to move. Yes, yes they do. That's why he's like, it's in this area. I'm like, that's like the size of Texas. Yeah. He's just going to wander around in this giant place and hope for the best. Isn't it weird that everything in Fillory has, like, a consciousness? Yeah, that was... It kind of paralleled the, the magical creatures back on Earth, I thought. And it, it to me, it made a lot of sense that once you got away from Fillory, where magic is now gone, that, yeah, you're going to start running into those creatures that you didn't know existed before. Apparently, because islands are one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Fortunately, they've been spotted by another ship. and. Uh-oh, there be pirates. And not the Johnny Depp kind. No. Which I do have to say, the fact that Johnny Depp is brought up in this later just kind of had me cracking up, too. (laughs) Now, of course, Benedict tells Elliot to get him and his family inside their chambers, and hopefully they can stay clear of the pirates long enough to send word to Margo. I don't know how well it's going to work, since Fairy Queen and all. Yeah. Exactly. Of course, they get boarded, and the pirates are wrecking havoc on the munchak, and it's not sounding good. But <laughs> we... Elliot was like, oh, crap. And Fen's like, get behind me! Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of crazy all this. Well, okay, we know that she's gone crazy because of the fairies, but, like, she sounded crazy. And then Frey's just like, you're not going to fight? And he's like, yeah, more of the runaway type. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> I think. Frey was kind of pissed at that, but man, Fen was oh, like, absolutely. I will kill every last one of them. It's like, whoa, bring it down a notch there, mama. And out of nowhere, Elliot notices something on the far wall. Yeah, that's weird. There shouldn't be something on the hull of the ship like that. That's right. And so he goes to investigate, and sure enough, it is a keyhole. And I love it when he's like, was this keyhole always here? Yeah. And they're all looking at each other like, what? No. Where'd that come from? Yeah. And sure enough, he puts the key in, it fits, and a door appears. And I was, like, flailing, like, where are they going? Where does it go to? Yeah. We have no clue. Are you leaving Roger Cross? Yeah. <laughs> you should have a bodyguard. Right. With you. Take, <laughs> Take him. Admiral. But High Queen Margot is getting information and trying to also help her people at the same time because the Fairy Queen wants all sorts of bad shit to happen. Yeah. She's got another task for Margot to have a field that is growing edible food plowed over and have unedible mushrooms planted there. Yeah, like, that's going to be good for us. How? Right. Probably not a good thing. 
It's not. No. <sighs> but alas, you have that little back and forth with the fairy queen, like, uh, you need to do this, and Margot finds out at this time what's happening to the Mutt Jack. Right. And she's like, all right, we need a boat. What are we going to do? And Tick's like, oh, well, it'll take us like two weeks to get there. On the fastest boat remaining. And you just seen the level of I'm over it just rise in her face. Yes, you really did. So she goes stomping down to the queen. Who's in her bathtub again? Yeah, her favorite place. Uh, apparently, you know, she just hangs out in there a lot. Yeah. It's a wonder she had shrunk in a couple of sizes. Right? She's like, <laughs> listen, listen, Queenie, this is happening, and if High King Elliot dies because of these pirates, guess what? Every time Dick and Harry is going to come in here thinking they can just do whatever the hell they want. And what does that Hi. mean for you? So I'm like, yes, Margot Sass is back. Yes. Which I was Think loving, that. because she's like, fine, go. She's like, I'm going to need some help. And then she's like, fine. Yeah. And kind of yeah. like waves a pinky. And all of a sudden, the guys can see her. Yeah. And she gives them, what, Pegasus to fly? One of her ships or something that got him there. Oh, I assumed it was actual Pegasus. No, I think it was a ship. <laughs> well, because didn't she say something about a bird and a horse having sex or something? That's true. Yeah, she did. Maybe it was just <laughs> real Pegasus. Awkward. Although, let me tell you, Arjun, at this time, like somebody had made a mention of it, and he's like, "Oh, did you see the rainbow shooting out of their butt?" I'm like, "Okay, really? Don't <laughs> don't screw with us." Because I'm like half expecting this to come on screen now. Right. I'm like, dude, that's not cool. Because I totally expected weird shit to happen. Yeah. But back back on the mutt jack, Margot gets there, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm Margot, High Queen." Margo the Destroyer. It's like, maybe you've heard of me. Yeah. <laughs> and the pirate's like, you have a fairy with you. Yeah, that threw Margo, though. Right, yeah. They did not expect the, the pirates to not see the Queen Fairy, but they sure did. So you can tell that they've made some sleazy deals because... <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's like, huh, maybe that's why pirates are usually missing pieces. Right. And then we get this great scene as Tick pulls Margot aside and tries to tell her something without telling her something. <laughs> it took a minute, and then it's like, oh, yeah. light bulb, because he's not talking the way Elliot was talking to her. Right. With yeah. movies and TV shows. Pop culture, yeah. Tick doesn't know <laughs> the pop culture that Margot does. Right. Then it was like, oh, light bulb moment. Yeah, you go do that. Yeah. <laughs> So again, don't get caught. Okay. And Margot goes to meet the Pirate King, who's Pirate King Queen. <laughs> yeah, so those two, little back and forth, I swear they could have, uh, like, really gave Captain Jack a run for their money, his money. Oh, absolutely. And that's Captain Jack Harkness, for those who aren't yes. quite sure. <laughs> Oh, I knew who you meant. I know, but I mentioned Johnny Depp earlier. I didn't want anybody to think I meant Sparrow. I mean Harkness. Yes, yes, because they were just dripping with the sexual innuendo. Yes. Back and forth at each other, and it was amazing. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you know what? We need some business first. And to start off, I need to see High King Elliot. It's like, okay, go ahead. It's like, oh, Wait a minute. But at least 
Margot pulled it off. Yes, she was able to hold back the reaction that it wasn't Elliot away from the pirate king. Yes, <laughs> because it was Benedict in Elliot's yeah. robe. And I love it because Margot's like, okay, hi, king. It's like, nobody gets that when you're saying stuff weird like that? Come on. Right. <laughs> Closes the door. It's like, where the hell is he? Well, yeah. pop through the secret door. I don't know where he is. It's like, okay. I hope that went somewhere good. Yeah, and not somewhere bad. Right? But I expect it'll be bad. Maybe it's part of the illusion magic with the key. And they're ah. actually there and like kind of like in plain sight. That would be nice. I'll find out. But yeah. all the and back and forth. the parlay does not go well, yes. Because we find out that the pirate ship is, like the Munjack, a living ship. And it's got its hots for the Munjack. Like, what? Yeah. This cannot end well. No. And then... It got weird because Tick's like, well, you can just order it to have sex. And, and like, the look that crossed Margot's face. Right. It's like, wait a second. Yeah, especially after Tick explains that, yeah, so you know, afterwards the, the female basically goes nuts. Yeah. It's such a horrible thing to have done to you that they're never the same afterwards. They usually and, have to go dry dock. Yeah. And that just immediately red flagged Margo that I'm not going to tell my ship to allow it to be raped. Right. And as she's talking to the Heartwood, it's like, wow, this was a side of Margo that I feel like we haven't seen, which kind of makes you wonder what's happened to her in the past. Right. Because she's talking to the Heartwood. She's like, I don't even know if you can understand me, but here's the deal. And right. I can order you to do this, but... I want to know what you want to do, because that's not cool. Yeah. And this was the the great decision that Margot made, where Elliot made it in the previous episode with the, the preacher. Oh. And with the key, and saying, okay, I demand you to bring the beast out. And so they both actually made royal decisions in these last two episodes that are proven that they can do the job. Right. They're worthy. And, of course, the Fairy Queen notices it as well and is impressed because as soon as Margot comes out of the Heartwoods room, there's nothing but dead pirates everywhere. <laughs> Which I still don't know how this would help the ship and the tree. Like, if the other ship still is trying to copulate, what, I mean, did she sink the other ship? Uh, she must have. I just thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, they didn't mention that because they said that right. the pirate ship would not let the other ship go. Right. So, yeah, the Fairy Queen had to got, get rid of the pirate ship as well. Interesting. But, of course, she knows that Margot's eye has gone missing and is not very happy about that. No, because then she's like, well, who did it? And Margot's like, I did. And then she does this weird, creepy, eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing. Yeah, very creepy. <laughs> and then goes and whispers something in our, oh God, what was his name? Ellen's. Ellen's ear. And it turns out, basically she put an earworm in there. Yeah. A song that you can't get out of your head, and it's a song he hates. And she's like, he'll go crazy. Now give me my eye. So Margot shows it to her, turns her hand over, crushes it in her hand, 
and then puts it in the queen's hand and you go, <laughs> That was pretty badass because she's like, you know it can't be fixed, which first of all, I think that's a lie. Yeah, I think so too. And second, she's like, and that's not the only way I was keeping tabs on you. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably true. It's like, ew, and yeah. ew. Because I still think that freaking sloth has got something up. I don't care how cute you I are. I think so too. I agree with you. I think you're right. That sloth is definitely uh, an inside spy for the queen. But I feel bad, and you kind of want Dylan to, I don't know, take himself out whatever way he's cool with, because you don't want him to go crazy. No. Because you know what it's like to get an earworm. Oh, absolutely. I cannot sleep when that happens. Yeah. (laughs) And I literally have to go look up the song and play it all the way through so it gets out of my head. It could be like three in the morning. I'm like, God, where's that song? And it's bad if you don't know the name of it. Yeah. iTunes doesn't help you. I'm going to just tell you that now. No, (laughs) not at all. Thankfully, Google is out there. It helps a little bit. But, oh, man. So all this is happening, and she's like, all right, bye. Enjoy your two-week trip back to Whitespire. Right. But at this point, with Margo on the ship, Elliot, hopefully close. Hopefully. And the fairy queen gone, it's like, hey, uh, what was the next part we had to do? That's how I'm looking at it. Right. And, yeah, just like Elliot was after they got done with the island. It was, okay, What? what's next? Well, hopefully something good, because I think we need <laughs> something good after Margot had to crush her own eye. Right. Yeah, this was an episode of losses. It, this episode was aptly titled, that's for sure. <laughs> it's messed up. What do you guys think? And what am I missing? Because I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> Let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. You can contact us on Twitter, on Facebook, pretty much everywhere on YouTube. And check out the website because that has a contact page, which makes it easy there too. And you can always leave a message on our webpage. And of course, we always ask, please rate and review us on iTunes and every other podcatcher you're finding us on. Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. And tell your friends, because why don't you have them watching this, too? You know you want to talk about it. We want to talk about it. It's so hard not talking about this show at work, because I don't have anybody who watches this one. But tell your friends. Get them involved. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangoless. And I'm Steve. What's with the candy? You going to summon some kind of chocolate-loving demon to save my ass? Well, that's just me. And until next time.